Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truth and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. And we do want to welcome you to this week's podcast of All yes, About we Relationships. Do. We this love is this. episode number 35. We're so glad we have this time to hang out with you right. and just really talk about the beauty and the hope that lies ahead when we really do make relationships our intention. And I believe that's the very purpose for you, you know, just making the personal investment yes you know of listening to the podcast but what you're doing is you're taking life intentionally yes you know with intention you're you're being very purposeful with your relationships to create that marriage or you know the family atmosphere of joy because we want our home to have that kind of harmonious interactions mm-hmm. where you know there's good vibes and there's affection and fondness and just you know even to that point where it's it's easy peasy yeah easy peasy <laughs> <laughs> you know i know you like that word but we acknowledge that there are challenges yes there are difficulties but mm-hmm. again Here's the key word. I'm going to take responsibility for me. In our previous podcast, Audrey, I made a statement, be the one who makes you happy. Hmm. That one has really kind of rung, you know, just over the week with me Ah. is that I want to be the one that makes me happy. And I think a lot of times in relationships, we're looking for someone else to be that source Mm -hmm. or someone else to do or create this happy mood. And it's just like, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for me and I'm going to be the one who makes me happy. And you just made a two minute statement, but that literally changes everything because every kind of conflict is really because you're just not enough and you're not hearing my heart or whatever it is. But what happens is I think people, you know, we talked about this today, you know, it's, it's the beginning of 2020 Mm -hmm. and this is probably one of the most intentional seasons in people's lives. Yes. Not just the beginning of a new year, but the beginning of a new decade. And it's just like all <laughs> the of pressure this, is yes, on. to make it awesome. Yeah. And to really make those life, you know, changes that are just going to propel you forward into that future God has for you. I mean, it's just overwhelming sometimes. So, uh, you know, it's it's a Saturday here. So we yes. got a few household chores that are going on. Yeah. And we were just you know, being honest with each other, simply saying, you know what, for the last few days, we just have felt like we've had to, you know, be really intentional about the decisions and the direction. And, and it felt more like a push than being pulled. Yes, it did. It felt like, oh, you felt that too. Like, I just feel like, you know, there are, you know, life isn't exactly completely you know, on a straight line all the time. Like sometimes it does feel like it just takes a little more energy and a little more 
the word really is intention. I know that word is so I used, know. but it's actually real. Like today I said but the I, words I out loud. I need to give my feelings yes. a, a true, authentic expression. Yes, you because do. Because even though you you have these um, solidified you know, beliefs that are going on, boy, I tell you, the emotions and the feelings that we have are extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't give them a voice... You know, they'll fuel your life. And that's not fair because you're a human being. You have feelings and they're not always great. And 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 I'm so glad you mentioned that, Bob. And I know it's not exactly the topic we're going with today. And we're good. But it's important because, you know, even this morning, as you were saying, I was I even though I'm feeling a bit lethargic and just just a little less joy than I usually have. Like it was just more or less motivation and enthusiasm. Even though mm-hmm. I'm feeling that, I remember I was in the kitchen when I said this, but even though I'm feeling that way, I'm choosing to feel peace and feel joy and feel righteousness because that is literally what the kingdom of God is. And so righteousness, peace, and joy is mine. And I could feel myself just lift, but you have to make the choice. Yeah. And just realize you are not stuck. Nope. You know, there may have been patterns in your past. There there may even be a family history, a relationship is, history, and it's just like, no, I'm not going to allow that, you know, um, whatever you might sense or feel has kind of been entrenched. Yeah. You know, this is the way it's been. Therefore, this is the way it will always be. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be different in this relationship and yeah. I'm going to be different in my home. I'm going to be um, really tied and wrapped around to my source, knowing that Jesus really is enough yeah. for me. So with intention, I can choose. Mm-hmm. I can choose to turn it on or turn it off. Yeah. I can choose to put it off or put it on. And that's, and that, again, going back to my statement, be the one who makes you happy. I have that choice. So I might, you know, be feeling something, but with intention, you know what? I'm going to purpose to come into an agreement with who I really am in Jesus. And therefore, I'm not in lack. So when you feel as though you're kind of pushing through, you're not lacking anything. He's absolutely given us everything that we need. So the emotional programming, you know, that we have inside of us is far more um, influential than that physical programming. And so we just need to recognize, hey, this is what's going on. Yep. I want to be authentic and real about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to pretend. pretend. I'm not or, a performer. Or, no. Yeah, or or um, squash it down or yep, put yeah. it away. Yeah. No, I'm going to with I acknowledge it. Right. And so I think when we mismanage these, this can, this can be a place where we really create conflict in a in a relationship or marriage. Mm-hmm. Is when I'm I'm feeling a certain way. And now I'm going to project it on others or circumstances as being, you know, the blame or or because of. And then what I do is I relinquish responsibility. And when I relinquish responsibility, I no longer have authority or power. You know, I've, I've given my choice away and I've said, you're the one to blame. Mm-hmm. And it's challenging sometimes because sometimes you're living with a selfish person. You know, I'm thinking of some of the emails we well, get. And, and yeah. And people... what I'm saying here is that the conversation we had was real mm-hmm. and and I didn't want to make it about me. And right. I wasn't making it about you, but we were being true. But I know that in, in years past, 
I could make it about me. Yeah. Uh, easily. It's the natural thing to do. Yeah. The natural thing is, oh, that's not good. I'm not doing that right. Then now I need to change. And then I make it all about me. And I don't even just go into your feelings, Bob. Like when you say something, I just go, sometimes I, in the past, I just haven't gone into your feelings and just acknowledge it. It's like, wow, I'm so sorry that you felt that way sometimes. So today we want to, you know, <laughs> move into the place of, of, of developing that harmony in relationship. And I think too often we approach relationship, you know, when the Bible speaks about oneness, you know, too often we view that as sameness. And the two shall become one, therefore the two shall be the same. And that's just not true. You know, you are uniquely and wonderfully and beautifully made. You are complete. And in marriage, you don't complete me. I don't complete you. We are complete in But Christ. together we will make music. <laughs> and I it. think I think that um, that's where we really want to go today and as far as direction for this podcast, as we were planning today, we just thought of the beautiful concept that God, our creator, the one that just masterfully designed and dreamed up this entire universe, really thinks in frequencies and in rhythms and everything that says music. Mm-hmm. And so... And, and that is the harmony. Yes. That is God's original intention and design. Love it. I Absolutely. Know, me too. Yeah. But as relationship specialists, Audrey and I, we have the opportunity of people, you know, being willing to invite us into their lives. And it sometimes can be extremely chaotic. And other times, it's just not. It's just, hey, we, we can lift a blinder here and there and you can see it. But what when it becomes difficult is when you are the referee of stubbornness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when you are the referee of just someone being selfish. Because often what happens is someone is just offering unsolicited criticism or advice. Mm, you know, correction. Even, yeah. And... Even today, we heard from a message. Yeah. You know, someone had texted, and um, there there are a couple that were you we're know mentoring with. right yeah. now, mm-hmm. and they just got stuck. But it comes as a result of of really the unsolicited criticism and advice that you know, hey, I I didn't ask for that, and all of a sudden it gets flipped, and it's all about you. And there is no harmony. Right. And so we don't want you to have a relationship that's hard or hard work. We want, but we do want you to labor. That book is in the Bible. That, that word is in the Bible to labor to the place of rest. So work hard to get to the place where it can be those words I was first saying, Bob, of that, you know, really engaging nonverbal communication and verbal communication where there is peace in our home. And, and yes. I, and I believe that we can get there. Um, but that it's, it's going to take some steps mm-hmm. to understand what harmony really means. Mm-hmm. And with intention, again, we'll throw that word out there again, but with intention, I, again, I can only take responsibility for me. And so I have to then be willing to lay down my right to be right that I might um, truly invest in the improvement of our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than hanging on, you know, I'm I'm going to be stubborn and I'm just going to do it my way. No, I'm going to lay that down because I want to find harmony. You know, with you and I, 
And I think that's, Audrey, what, what we shared together early in, in our relationship and I think was so igniting. Mm-hmm. And I think this happens with so many couples is just that, that um, the passion of possibility. Yeah. The passion, you know, of, of the dream of what could we explore, create, do, experience together that we couldn't apart from each other, you know, which led us to marriage. But I just, I think I, I can easily go back to those uh, years, you know, of, of um, beginning and you dream together. Yeah, you and do. they're very exciting. And I think that it'd be really good to just really make this about music. Like okay. I think so many times we just hear the word harmony and we've heard so many times, yeah, we've got to live in harmony. We've got to live in harmony. We've got to get along. We've got to have unity. And we forget that it's a musical term. Like uh-huh. I just want to get a little technical here okay. about the word harmony. Right. Because we do purposefully choose that word. Yeah. It, we were not using harmony just because it's, we didn't say the word unity. We said harmony. And there's a difference because harmony um, is when two different melodies or two different rhythms and two different, two different frequencies yeah. and completely two different, completely, maybe even substantially different tunes are actually played at the same time yes, and they work together in this magical kind of dancing way to create music. Uh-huh. I got kind of passionate there. I could feel my voice rising right, right. because I, I grew up since I was five, uh-huh. I played classical piano. So I have a little bit of that um, background of what music is when your left hand is doing one thing and your right hand is doing another thing and together you are working towards each other. But sometimes, Bob, you would get to one bar in your music when you're playing classical music and to put the two together, you have to go stop and you could just go, okay, every time it goes wrong here, this, I can't get my left hand and my right hand to do the opposing things that's going to turn this into music. And so that's when I used to just stop. And first you practice one hand at a time. And then very slowly you put the two hands Mm. together. And then you do repeat for like 40, 50 times, just slowly getting Mm -hmm. faster. But you stay on that bar because it's the one that tripped you up before you can go to the next one and go, okay, now this one finally feels natural. And now I can move on to the next. So that's your trick. Well, that's how it worked for piano. <laughs> but it really does relate to relationships because sometimes it feels like we can make music so easy together. Mm. Sometimes like your song and my song, but, my melody, your melody, our frequencies and rhythms, even though they're different, because I, you know, we have different rhythms of life mm-hmm. and how we approach life. We have different rhythms, how we sleep, our switch, our dimmer switch. We've talked about these yeah. things. But the, the challenge is, is to create the harmony Yes. Between the two hands. Exactly. Between the treble clef and the bass clef. Yes. You know, where they they come together. Um, And God uses that word harmony because I think he's just the master musician. Another word is is composition. Yes. You know, you create a composition, you know, as, you know, produce through the unity of effect. Mm. And so you you want to have this beautiful music but it requires unity of effect, which is, you know, in in um, musical terms, a composition. Right. And so at all of them have their place, but they, it works best when they play, you know, 
their allotted song. The one their, they're supposed to sing. Yes, their yes. lyric. That when they do their part, even a symphony, every mm-hmm. person has their has their their part. Their part. And so I think that um, we have spent a lot of time the last several years. I mean, a lot of our focus is on having people learn their song. Mm-hmm. And because um, I truly believe that every single person on this earth has been born with a unique song. Mm-hmm. There is no two songs the same that each person is born and designed to sing on earth. And each one, when fully just at rest with their creator, becomes an expression of God on the earth. Mm-hmm. I believe you got a song, Bob, to sing on this earth that is so strong and beautiful and loyal and 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 resounding with richness. Mm-hmm. That's different from my song, but I want to learn yeah. more about your song before I, yeah. as I'm playing, singing my song, I yeah. want to learn yours. Yeah, yeah. And and I hear that and then my mind goes, you know, quickly to, so what do you, I think people would say, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, what's, what's the title of my song? You know, what is, you know, what's it to sound like? You know, basically. Who am I? Yes. But more than that. I think people get tripped up in, and so what am I supposed to do? Right. You see, what is the task that's been given, oh, given my for gosh. me, you know, to, to accomplish? And I think that that comes later after you better know who you truly are, the, the fullness of your identity. I think that's probably one of the biggest questions that we all ask is, you know, what's God's will for me? You know, I'm thinking of um, Proverbs, Bob. It says a person can have tons of ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the designs of his purpose succeed in the end, which I could loosely just feel like I can translate it to saying, but only the designs of his song that he was born to sing will actually happen in the end. Because, you know, with this, this question can be so crippling and paralyzing because um, we just want to know God's will and um, we can feel so stuck, like our, our life choices, you know, you know, in a line with God. And then, but what comes more important than trying to discover God's mysterious will for your life? I just really believe Bob is simply singing your song because you feel most fulfilled when that's what you're doing and you're naturally fulfilling his will without overthinking and stressing over missing his best. Because that's when I feel like life becomes less about what you do and more about who you are. So that's, I'm pretty passionate about singing your song and really f- knowing your song is, is, has been so valuable in my life mm-hmm. to know my song because I've, I've spent a lot of my life trying to do things that I just wasn't even born yeah. to sing. Yeah. Romans 12, 2 talks about the will of God, you know, knowing the good, the acceptable and perfect or pleasing, you know, will of God. And as a young person, I saw that as three stages. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. So Me too. So there's a good, yeah. there's an acceptable, but, you know, of course you want the ultimate, which is his perfect or pleasing will. But in reality, those are um, basically three adjectives describing the will of God as being good. It is harmonious. It is acceptable. It is perfect. You see, that this is what the will of God is. And... In moving towards that, I'm taking the responsibility for myself and I'm going yeah. to deal with the selfishness of my own heart. 
and and I am going to choose to come in agreement and alter my perspective in agreement with God's view and opinion of who I am. Yes, not just exactly. who I am, but of my past, yes. of my present, my future, of my relationships. I really do want His perspective to be mine. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's when we can. I get. I'm just so excited. The direction, even of the podcast, at episode number thirty five, because we're getting deeper all the time. But we're going to start to help you as you're listening to identify your song, and then very strategically, we're going to help you to develop your life and sing it well, so that you can learn the art of harmony in all your relationships, mm-hmm. and because you become that gift to everyone around you when you sing your song instead of just trying so hard to sing differently or sing more like someone else Mm -hmm. or make your song like, you know what I mean? Like I should be more this, I should, you know, I should do this slower. Mm -hmm. I should be more this, Mm -hmm. but instead, you know what? I was born to be super happy and fun. So if you try and tone that down, I'm not being a favorite, any doing a favorite, anybody, man, I'm just going back, you know, be the one who makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, be the one. So here, here I, I just want to encourage you to enjoy a new quality of life. Yeah. That's the invitation really mm-hmm. of today's episode mm-hmm. is that I want you to enjoy a new quality of life that really is found in knowing the truth and the fulfillment of your identity in Christ. So it's not simply doing the right thing to be right but rather it's about enjoying, you know, the depth of quality of life that is found in God. And that is when my life dramatically took a change is when not only did I hear about how much God loved me. Yeah. I mean, how many sermons have we heard about that? God loves you. God loves you. Mm. But when that became my experience of experiencing his love, everything changed. And the quality of my life went to a whole nother level. And I know we, you and me, we've made it our thing that we don't go want to start our day really or go through with being with people until we've literally experienced God's love. Not not just in a, oh, God loves me, but actually feel mm-hmm. his experience means involving your senses. So somehow you have felt him, seen him, right. and heard him. Mm-hmm. And again, I've identified this as being as a, in a nutritional way, yeah, you know, and I just, I, I must, there, there is no substitute to what you've just said, Audrey, of experiencing God's love. There is no substitute. And I will be different after I have uh-huh. done that. But if I don't, then typically there's a nutritional deficiency yes. in me. Yes. And then I go into my day, into my world, my relationships, and now I can very easily become a user yeah. looking for someone or something to fulfill that place that only God can. Exactly. You know, just today, Bob, I think I told you about, like I have, and you'll do this for you, you know, listener, as you're listening, is 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 you'll discover for yourself the best way to experience God because it's different for every single person. And for my for my particular life, I me, when I first wake up, if I can possibly go for a walk alone in solitude in nature, that's my ultimate situation. I know not everyone can always have that, but every person, if you have some kind of a habit 
or some kind of uh, structure in place where you do this first thing in the morning. I mean, I woke up, I wrote a devotional called Wake Up Smiling because I really believe in the power of setting intentions when you first start waking up and coming into consciousness every, every morning. That's this new moment for new mercies. But Bob, today I told you, I think it was about a few hours into our day when I realized that my morning didn't work out as it usually did. And I usually go for a walk, but instead I encountered a lot of, I walked out my front door and there was just a lot of dogs and a lot Mm -hmm. of people and there was no experiencing God as far as getting into it. There was no solitude. There was no solitude. And I thought that's okay. I'll just go home. I can still go on with my day. But as the day went on, I was just, I was feeling like, wow, I, we were in the, I was in the closet and I just said, you know what? I I know God loves me obviously, but I haven't experienced his love Hmm. yet today. But then I went and was just putting a tablecloth into the garage. This is the honest truth, Bob. Mm -hmm. And I saw a whole bag of plastic trophies that I buy on Amazon. You know how I am with plastic trophies. I love to give people trophies. (laughs) Everybody gets a trophy. You get a prize. When you win a game at our house, you get a prize. So anyway, I had this great Not a trophy, a sticker at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have this plastic bag full of these like 10 cent trophies. Yeah. But I was putting away a tablecloth and and the Lord arrested my heart. And he says, you see that big bag of trophies? If only I could show you, Audrey, how many trophies I have for you in heaven of things that you've done to love people. When you ne- didn't necessarily get the accolades or no one really knows, or you didn't, you know, receive the earthly stuff for that. My trophies are there for you. But for my love language, that just, went, it, I stopped mm. And I experienced God's love. And I said, wow, thank you, God. Yeah. Like you see things that I don't see. Right, right. When I do things for people and they they don't necessarily notice or bring reward to me, you never miss a thing. Yeah. You've seen all that I've done. My labor is never in vain. Mm -hmm. It was just interesting. I say all that. I took a lot of time to just to describe what I mean about experiencing God, because then I did, mm-hmm. and then everything switched over. Yeah. Uh, it took a minute. But- yeah, it's so good, Audrey. Many people get distracted or even caught up in trying to um, acquire more truth. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And information. Information, yeah, yeah thank mm-hmm. you. And, yeah. And, you know, whether it be a podcast, a book that you read, a sermon that you listen to, um, you know, this is the information age, you know, that we're bombarded mm-hmm. and we've got all of these, you know, taglines and and titles that are just flying around. Okay, I think you got it. So you, you're kind of hoping to find this kind of little nugget of truth. Yeah. You know, and that's going to just, gonna like, just oh, change everything. I got it. I got, I got it. So I and so said it. this, or I've got yeah. this little bit nugget of truth. But the challenge is that truth isn't truth until it's expressed in and through your life yes. through love. Wow. That's so good, Bob. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a phrase. Yeah. It, it might be a truth for someone else mm-hmm. that you heard them mm-hmm. speak about, mm-hmm. but it's not your truth until it has been expressed internalized and even motivated by love love is the key and it is the motivation because that is the will of god for your life Mm -hmm. to express love to all persons that are involved Mm -hmm. and it's 
it's God's will isn't completed until love is truly our motivating factor. And because it is love, then, then I'm expressing to others their true value, you see, of how precious yes. they really are. Yes. That's, when I've received it, mm-hmm. I can give it to someone else. Like even the last two podcasts, last 34 and 35, um, we've talked about God is my source. That's a big piece of information. Yeah. But is it information or is it your experience? Because it's a great idea. Oh, yeah, I should have God as my source. So I'm not trying to make you be something for me mm-hmm. or do something for me. But the real question lies then is, how are you experiencing God where it's real for you? And, you know, Bob, you and I are different in how we experience God's love. And that's why I don't, I, I, I say it the way I do, just because it's all I have to describe it. But you know what I'm talking about if you've experienced his love. Yeah. Audrey, today's episode has gone in a complete yeah, in not a, quite in, in the direction. We, direction. Yes, it has. But I'm, I, I'm trusting that, yes. you know, you as our listeners are, are hearing beyond our words mm-hmm. and that the, you know, that really the presence of God, the voice of his spirit within you would resonate deep within and just begin to recognize there's a harmony that I can have with my creator, you know, mm-hmm. being created in his very image and likeness. In previous ep- episodes, we've talked about being steadfast, mm-hmm. in especially in a, in a marriage, mm-hmm. but even steadfast in character, in that I know who I am. And then in, in the relationship in marriage, I'm steadfast. I'm not going anywhere. And, and I believe that this is a real gift that we can give to others. It, especially your spouse. So I'm, I am steadfast. Last week we spoke a bit and in previous episodes, and we'll always go back to this because it is essential to truly know God as your source. Mm-hmm. He is my source. And from, again, I'm not trying to live life from the outside, but from the inside, from my innermost being, there flows a river of living water that perpetual spring that refreshes me, nourishes me, and I always have more than enough for others. And today we are kind of moving in that direction of finding the third gift that you can give others, and that is knowing your song. Yes. And and when you know your song, then you can begin to create harmony with others. You can begin to create that unity of effect, that composition. You can bring together these two completely unique <laughs> Melodies voices and, voices and create and an arrangement and that didn't exist yes, before. Yes. There's an agreement That's true, between Bob. your differences. Yes. But in order for that to happen, you've got to be willing to set aside yes. your, your need to be right, yes. your stubbornness, and your selfishness. Yeah, what a concept. You know, what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that that, for me... Yeah. It was very, very real in my life. And I'm not saying I, I've got it nailed, but I identify it far quicker than I ever have. And it has completely liberated me and transformed the song that we sing together. Yeah. And so I think that you felt, you have felt, if I could just sort of just put an, uh, an over, overlaying sure. focus on what we've done today, just to bring conclusion, because mm-hmm. I know we're already getting to the end of our time. But the point is, is that today we've talked, introduced the idea 
that you have a song to sing on this earth and that you were made to have harmony and that harmony is a very spiritual and godly word and that your song is spiritual. It's invisible. But every time you take a step, you are changing the earth with your song. Every time that you are involved in your family home, you are influencing the song of your home, the music of your home Mm -hmm. by the song that you are singing. So knowing more about the individuality, the uniqueness and how personal your song is, is absolutely vital to go the next steps that we're going to take mm-hmm. you. And it's a song of love. It is yeah. a love song. Yes. And it comes by being a, a receiver of the love song of God, you know, of, of how he loves me. And just I, I'm that receptor of that, of that extravagant, you know, love for my life, that I'm that receiver. And then when that happens then my song, it's a love song to others. It always is. Now it, now I speak to your dignity. And our songs I, are now different. Now I speak to your value. But they're all love. Now I speak to your worth. Isn't it, it cool, it, Bob? Oh, how, I love it. What I love, Bob, is that our songs are so different, but they are both love. Yeah. So be aware of your resistance. Mm. Okay? That's just selfishness, okay? And I'm not saying that you haven't, you know, been misunderstood haven't been listened to, um, rewarded, you've you've been squashed, (laughs) haven't been able to sing your song. I'm not saying that, but just be conscious, you know, in guarding your heart that you don't harden your heart and, and, and resist, you know, others. And so, and the way to reach them is to know your song and sing that song of love. Also welcome gentleness and compassion, you know, begin to release those judgments and those expectations that you have on others. And you will begin to cultivate and create space where we can dance again. Yes. And where we can begin to sing again. And uh, we're going to prioritize and we'll come back in our next episode and we'll talk in further where we're going to prioritize the communication in developing you know, this, this harmonious this music. relationship that we are are destined to experience. Yeah. So this is step one, make music together. But I just love Psalm 133, Bob, where it says the words wonderful, like how truly and completely wonderful and delightful when, when, when we live together in harmony. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on in verse three and says, this heavenly harmony can be compared to the dew dripping down from the skies upon Mount Hermon, refreshing the mountain slopes of Israel, mountain slopes of Israel, for from this realm of sweet harmony, God releases His eternal blessing and the promise of life forever. Mm, love it! All right, everyone, time to wrap this one. Oh, up. oh, Bob, yes, this is important. Please. You might want to jump ahead to next episode, saying, "Can I know more about my song?" And it's simply this. Well, if you're listening to it, they might have to wait a week. Well, they can also get our ebook. Oh, the yeah, ebook. because I it's this. Snap. Okay, it's okay. free and it's online yeah, and you can download please. it right this second. And it's actually a complete ebook of how to discover and learn your personal yeah, song. Yeah. So go ahead and do that even before next yes. week. And yeah, um, your personality goals. That, it's yeah. Excellent. It's called please. Your Personality Goals. Mm-hmm. And the whole book is yeah. about you learning your song on yeah. earth. Yeah. And just look in under 
books, product, whatever. Free You'll find e-book, an ebook. Download. You'll find it. Got it. Okay. okay. My personality. Do not goals. go to the bookstore. It's not in the bookstore. It's an ebook. It, it, that means it's electronic. Yes. Okay. And it's free. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our goal is completely yes. to help yeah. you love your life with God while experiencing phenomenal relationships. We really want that for Thanks you. for your time, you know, for caring, you know, for others. Feel the and love And really of God. experiencing and allowing the Lord day. to really uh, nurture you. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want you to be deficient of his love in any way whatsoever. So know today how extravagantly loved you are. And then in doing so, you can be the most uh, the, the best lover. Yeah, you know? the best gift. So generous yes, yes. to those that are around you. Okay, we need to be done. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.